Welcome back to the In the Dugout podcast. My name is Jason Ward, a.k.a. Red Sox Dugout, alongside Alex Jefferson and Garrett Jacobs Meyer and Joey Nagel are on Zoom here. How are we doing, everyone? Bad. Awful. No. I'm great. I'm great. It's an off day today. I'm really enjoying it. The (laughs) sun's out. The Sox can't lose today. That's That's what I was thinking. It's a nice break. It's a nice break. Hey, Um, and if you're not losing, you're winning. No. I'm just happy to be hanging out and talking to the boys. What can I say? But yeah. sue me. Uh, so, yeah, 30 minutes late, down. but we made it. We're here. Totally not my fault. Look, um, we've been talking all week in our group chat about how we wanted to rant, and this is it. This is the episode. I'm hot. I woke up this morning just in a bad mood about this team. I was like, I knew it's podcast day, and I immediately was like, I'm upset. I'm not having it, and I am so excited to just let it all out. I was at the game, the game where they were one out away from winning the game. One out away from winning the game, they lost by five. What an embarrassment that was. They actually played a decent ball game. I mean, they blew the lead multiple times in the game, but they were up in the ninth inning. You put in Hansel Robles. He kind of falls apart. Bases are loaded. You put in Jake Diekman. And let's put in the guy with no control uh, in a bases loaded spot in the ninth. So he blows it. It's half on him, half on Robles, whatever. And then it's like, okay, we blew the game. And then they keep going more and more and more. And then we go into the 10th. They what? say Matt so, Barnes. <laughs> Let's back up here real quick. So in the ninth, the Angels tied it. So we go into extra innings. The second we go into extra innings, I'm like, yeah, no, we're losing. No chance we win this. And man, oh, man, was I right. Matt Barnes we go gets into two the outs. He gets two outs, doesn't he? He gets two outs, but let me pull up the stats here. Matt Barnes sucks. He sucks! <laughs> what an awful pitching performance. The dude against the Angels. I mean, why is this guy still on the team? Like, this was probably the worst baseball game I've ever seen in person. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, it was, we no, gave up six oh, yeah. runs in the 10th. Oh, yeah. Six runs in the 10th. Matt Barnes gave up three of them, earned four runs total in two thirds of an inning. Can you um what what happened? What can you summarize the unearned run? I don't remember at all. Uh I gave up Deekman's run because Deekman didn't get charged for any runs there, apparently. He charged one to Robles like see you later. Oh no. Barnes came in, in a clean inning, didn't he? Yeah, he did. So I don't yeah, even know. The run is because oh, the no, runner no, started on second. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it was. And it then Sawamore is like here. Oh, here. Oh, 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 Moore is like here, let me give you two more. Why not? Ten. <laughs> Ten runs. Um what I what yeah. I love is that we have lost. 12 games by three runs or less, including seven one-run games. Yeah, you know why? It's because our bullpen's awful. The Red Sox have, ready, nine blown saves in 14 <laughs> tries, including, including two in two, one game. Two in one game. And you know what? That's a 36% conversion rate. He did the his math MLB today. The MLB average is 69. Ours, nice. 36. Nice. If they were just at the MLB average during that time, not even converted all of them, if they were just at the average, they'd be 15 and 14. That's over 500. You know what we're we are? Fantastic. 10 and 19. We're 10 and 19. <laughs> Last. We're, we're worse than the Orioles. That's really hey, bad. Whoa. I'll bring some positivity. No. You guys want some positivity? No positivity. Oh, what do you we've, only won, no. we've won one series this year, and that I was last month. Sad. We Joey, haven't, Joey, what's your won, positivity? Whoa, we've won back-to-back games once this year. A month ago. Here's my uh, here's my positive segment. Uh, I was at the game on Thursday, the one after the uh, touchdown and extra innings. <laughs> yes. And um, I, I I'm not gonna lie, I actually really enjoyed <laughs> being at a Sox game and watching Shohei Otani blow us away. Like that's not even sarcastic. He was so nasty that it was just unbelievable. 
Like he had 29 swings and misses and threw 85% strikes on a hundred pitches. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It was ridiculous. Well, that, it was, it's not that hard that, to throw strikes against the Red Sox. And, They'll swing and at everything. Ota- and Otani essentially hit a home run in that game. He hit it to the triangle. Jackie couldn't catch it. I, I enjoyed myself because I, I came into the game saying, we are going to get crushed and it's going to be ugly. And I actually really enjoyed watching Shohei Otani shove it up us because that's exactly what he did. To go back to the negativity, how many runs did Tanner Howe <laughs> give up in that game? Like four. Seven, actually. So, oh. It was seven. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hey. Um, well, I'd also Touchdowns. like <laughs> I like to point out that we uh it, it's it's easy for Shohei to get eighty five percent strikes when you whiff on thirty two percent of your swings. A third of the time you're swinging the bat, you're just not even making nope. contact. Nope. Just nope. completely missing Fanning. the ball. Right through it. That's nope. horrible. Yeah. Like me out there. I went to the game with my buddy who's a Yankees fan, and he probably had the time of his life. He was so happy. He was smiling ear to ear the entire game. Oh, it's a great time to be a Red Sox hater. I can tell you Yankees that. are in first place in my team. By it's like 10 so games. It's so bad. And I see Yankee fans around campus, and there ain't nothing I can do because my team's so bad, and their team ain't. And there's nothing I can do. You can't even be like a fair-weather fan. We got Louisiana Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I left yeah. school early it's because I couldn't so handle it anymore. Every single day I get an update text from my two Yankees friends at college, and they're just like, Another day, another L, and I'm like, yeah. What is yeah. wrong with you? Why do you have Yankee friends, brother? Hey, um. Wait, oh, wait, man, wait. What was I going to say? We got swept by the White Sox. Yeah, we did. When did that happen? Yeah. I didn't even see this series. <laughs> you, know, you know, let's, let's, you know, we were, last week we were, we're like, uh, last week we were like, <laughs> let's split the week. Let's oh, that's go three right. And three. We that's were like, right. we can beat, we can beat the White Sox, and then we went Turn one and five. Series. Hey, look at Matt Barnes in game two. There's a loss for you. 0-3, 784 ERA. How many runs did he give up? One earned, one unearned. Um, oh, my God. That was, an, that was another, okay, that was another ex- extra inning blower. Yeah, we're 0-6 in extra innings. Extra innings, game over. Easy. It's because, oh. you know why? It's because you get a runner on second and we can't score because we can't hit with runners in scoring position. And then our bullpen comes in, blows the save, so then we lose. We had a leadoff double in the ninth inning, in the bottom of the ninth yesterday in a one-run game, and it uh, we moved the runner over to third. Which was nice. After the first out, and then someone struck out, right? Yep. Yep. Strike out, pop out, game over. Um, other than that, I have a very long list of players that I want to call out and, like, insult. Mm-hmm. Uh, go, can f- I, go for uh, it, Joey. The, the, the number one player at the top of my list, far and away, no one even close, is Christian Vasquez. I think he stinks. I agree wholeheartedly. And it jumps off the um, I, have the, I have multiple reasons why. Um, one of them being... I think he is a terrible pitch caller. You you can tell that the pitch, that the pitchers on the team do not like throwing to him. Yeah, they it's don't. Important. Chemistry important. Christian Vasquez. Um, I saw this on Twitter. I think it was Tyler Milliken. He said Christian Vasquez is good at throwing out runners and literally nothing else. He can't even catch the ball. The number of times that a ball is right down the middle, it's a strike, and it just misses his glove is insane. He is a terrible framer. He is a terrible pitch caller. He's lazy behind the plate. He cannot hit. And he thinks he's fast because he led the team in stolen bases last year. And he gets, he's just yeah. way too aggressive he on tries the to base steal. <laughs> He tries to stretch for an extra base and is out by 45 oh, feet. Let's oh, my not God, forget. That, that single that he hit that he was like, mm, let me let me turn this into a double. And he, let's ah. not forget that game a couple weeks ago where he was at second base and there were two outs and he forgot how many outs there were and couldn't score because he didn't know how many outs there were, so he wasn't going. He's, 
He's been on this team for eight years, and he's still doing stuff like this. There's I no part believe. of his game that's valuable to us right now. They're, they're, the Sox went out this offseason and tried to get a replacement for him. They tried signing Jacob Stallings, and the, who's a phenomenal defender, really good catcher, and they didn't. Um, and you can tell, Avaldi is a completely different pitcher when he's when Ploiecki or Wong catches him. Ploiecki and Wong should be your two catchers on this team, and I think Wong should be your starter because yeah. he is a phenomenal defender, he's a great framer, and he's a great pitch caller. That's where you start. Your starters are pitching well. They're pitching well when Kevin Ploiecki is behind the dish. I don't, and Ploiecki is not a good defender, but Wong brings that extra element. I don't care if your catchers can't hit. I really don't, because if you focus on stacking your lineup with eight other guys who can hit, you're going to be just fine because you need to score runs to win ball games. At the end of the day, All right. All you right. can't do that. And it's not even our. How- it's not even like our starters having good or bad with Vasquez. In the last 15 games, they have an under two ERA. But Our starters have been fantastic. But we're three and twelve, and that's the thing is Vasquez. I, I don't know if he gets tired or if he just gets lazy. Like, as soon as a bullpen arm comes in, he's like, "Oh, guess I need to call this, tell this guy to throw seven sliders in a row." Oh yeah, yeah, Dick, come Dick on. What is that pitch calling? I hate the way he calls Robles because Robles, his best pitch is the fastball because it's electric. He blows it by people, but Vasquez refuses to call it. He goes slider, slider, change up. And the occasional fastball mixed in. Where Robles should be throwing his fastball ninety percent of the time, and he will be good if yeah, he does that. Kind of, he kind of looks like he's cutting corners. He doesn't really look like he has a whole lot of energy. I'm not really excited to see him hit. Oh, and he's totally the dejected. Catcher, usually, the catcher is the most exciting guy in the entire field. Yeah, like um, think of I what Jason Veritek did. He's supposed to be the Dude, leader. Joey, think about that kid that would like dance on the base path when we played rec. Like the catchers, yeah. these guys are like like energetic, tough guys. That's case. what I tried to do when I was a catcher. No, you got to you got to lead your team. <laughs> Jared Saltzlomakia, he was a leader, and you know this guy, Joe. You David said Ross, it. David yeah, Ross, David Ross, Ross. manager now. Yeah, yeah. Joey, you said it. He's been on this team eight years. That's almost as long as the longest tenured guy outside of. That's the longest tenured guy outside of Bogarts. There is no excuse to not be giving 110% and setting a good example for the entire clubhouse. Yeah. But this this one knee crap and this, you know, like laziness. Like I don't care if you have to put an earpiece in his head while he's calling games. Like let someone else do it. Have Connor Wong call the game from like two buildings away and just have an earpiece in Vasquez's head. No, don't even get No, I don't even no, want Vasquez Connor involved. No, Connor Wong should be starting those games. No, look, I mean this is part of the Red Sox's problem, I think. They just keep going back to the same players, these same guys yes. that have given them yeah. nothing. Weird. Matt Barnes, like, Christian weird. Vasquez, Jackie, Jackie Bradley Jr. Jackie Bradley Jr. It's Bradley unbelievable. Shaw. There are no analytics that tell you that Travis Shaw should have been on this team. There are no Travis- analytics that tell you that Matt Barnes should still be pitching in games. Why do they keep going to these same players? These players who have been here for forever. Are they grandfathered in or you something? Know, you know what like old mean? phone contracts? Like why are they still here? They feel <laughs> obligated to like make these people like What do they owe them? them? I don't really know because they got <laughs> at least a few of them a World Series ring. Like that should be enough. I got Look, something on Travis Shaw for you guys. Yes, please. Um Travis Shaw at the end of spring training was ready to retire and then he was like, "Oh, I I made the roster." Okay. Yeah, he's like, I'm he's garbage. Retired. No way they want me. I'm hanging him up. And the Red Sox is like, you're going to be our backup first baseman in the major league level. And he's like, okay. Why? Okay. Why? Look, this is part of the Red Sox problem too. The holes that were left unaddressed. Why 
did you get Travis Shaw as your backup first baseman when you knew that Bobby Dahlbeck's going to be hit or miss? He's a rookie, or he was a rookie. You don't know what you're going to get from him. He's been terrible. He's struggling right now. We're going to get into that in a second. But you needed a veteran bat, a competent first baseman, to be an alternate there. You let Kyle Schwarber go. He could have been that. or He could have been your starting first baseman instead of Dahlbeck now. But why— Kyle Schwarber— Look, why at any point did it cross your mind that Travis Shaw is the solution? This team is supposed to be an analytic-driven team. There's no analytic anyone has shown me or can show me that tells me that Travis Shaw was ever a good idea. And he's not the only guy like that. There's guys in the bullpen. There's guys around the infield. Jonathan Aruz. Why are the Red Sox going to these guys? Like, it's one thing if there's a guy on paper who's good and there's a guy who's statistically deeper analytics who's good. These guys are neither of those. At this point, you've seen Aruz so many times, and he has proven to you time and time again that he cannot and will not. He doesn't have it. He yeah. doesn't have How that much stuff. of a sample size do you need? Look at Bobby <laughs> Dahlbeck. He's 13 for his last 112. 112 at bats. Is that not enough for you? 13. That's absurd. 13 That's absurd. for 112. 100. He watched 112 at bats go by him. It's with 40 something strikeouts. go by him so far. Like, so far. And it's how, how, that's absurd. Well, he's not even that good defensively. Did you see no, the other day he, where he got a. It was he, a normal throw to first and just went off his glove? He cannot pick a yeah, ball bro, to big, save his big, life. Big Why is he what on is this team? Why do we have these incompetent players on our team still? Why is Bobby Dahlbeck still here? Why is Jackie Bradley Jr. back in a Red Sox uniform? Why is Christian Vasquez still behind the plate every day? Why is Matt Barnes, for the love of God, still pitching for this team? I don't get it at all. It's so annoying. Dahlbeck got I live down. on a 22-floor building. Me and Garrett live on a 22-floor building, and there's not a single Red Sox game that goes by where I don't want to jump off of it. Oh yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I don't care if they. I don't, I don't care. They don't need to win the World Series this year. They don't need to make the playoffs. They don't need to have a winning record. But if I can have fun watching the That's games, what I've always said. I, if I can watch the games without wanting to pound my head into a brick wall, <laughs> I will be okay with that. Seriously. And it's 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 not even like we're competitive. Like every single at bat outside of JD, Bogarts, and Devers over the last like two weeks has been hilariously disgusting. uncompetitive. It's like disgusting. there was a stat they showed yesterday at the beginning of the game where it was like those three guys are batting like three fifty. Everybody else is batting sub 200 as a total, like as a collective. What? Another thing with this team is like, I'll give them credit. They they know how to lose. Like they are losing. <laughs> they sure games. do. They're they, they're good at they, that. They're they, good at that. that. That they know how to lose a game. They know how to break our. No, hearts. they know they know how to lose in in freaking Hollywood fashion. Like, you can't make up the ways that they lose. They lose a game by one because they drop a pop-up on the pitcher's mound. They lose a game because Sawamura gets a ground ball and sails it over the third oh, baseman's yeah. head. They they, like, they lose a game because they give up one unearned run. Oh, yep. They lose a game because they give up seven runs in the 10th inning. Yes. Like, like they How? lose it's... a game by... They lose a game... By, after giving up nine runs to the Orioles and hitting a grand slam in the ninth inning that makes it a nine to four ball game. Like, it, it, like it's every single game. I'm like, oh my god, how are they gonna lose this time? And it blows me away. Yeah, every seriously. Single time. Because, like, every day I, I'd say to my friends, I don't know how they can come up with like a painful way to lose it because they've gone through the whole book. They're making up new ways to painfully lose games. Like. I thought they were going to 
against the White Sox yesterday, I was I was like, this is finally the time that we hit a lead we hit a lead off double. We move the runner to third base with one out, and then we just strike out. And that that's was, exactly that was, what happened. That was silly of you to think that we had any shot yesterday. I saw the leadoff double to, uh, in, the, in, the, in the ninth inning, in the bottom of the ninth, and I was like, yeah, there's, there's literally no chance this run scores. I just like, every single time we go to the plate, I'm like, all right, let's see how few pitches it takes for this lineup to get out. Yeah, it's insane. Because like, every, time, every time Bobby gets up to bat, I'm like, just please do me a favor. Don't strike out on three pitches. If you no, put no. it in play, that's just... He had a 3-0 and count, and then he ended up striking out the other day. Yeah. With yeah. runners on. No, like, I it's was... just... The other day, there was another time, too, where we had two runners on with no outs, and then we got out... And then we ended the inning in four pitches. Two runners on, yes. no outs, done four uh, pitches. I was watching the game yesterday, and someone had a 3-0 count. It might have been Bobby, and Yuke was like, I never swang at a 3-0 Ever. pitch in yeah. my entire career. And what does Bobby do at the first 3-0 pitch he sees? <laughs> Swing, miss. <laughs> it's it's insane. insane. It's unbelievable how this team just find these ways to lose, like you said, Joey. Uh, Dude, I want to dive get Tim in. Tim Hires back. I didn't realize that we didn't have Tim Hires till people started talking about it. I think yeah, that is definitely. impacting us for sure. Is Tim Hires was a great hitting coach. He led us the whole launch angle thing with this team. He led us to a great offense, and then we lost in this offseason. It was definitely overlooked by pretty much everyone. I didn't even like. I forgot about it. And then, yeah, I wish we had him back. And right now, this Peter Fatsy dude, that dude's, he's on the hot seat because <laughs> he does not deserve a job at this point. I looked yeah, at, he has a LinkedIn. In, he's got a LinkedIn. I'll give him a message and tell him to respectfully go leave. No, I can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> go leave. Yeah. Yeah. But I really do think that the Tim Hires loss is hitting us hard. Um, I think some other things. <laughs> We're second to, I did not mean that pun at all. <laughs> But that was great. Um, another thing that I think is hitting us hard, though, is some of the holes. We kind of alluded to it earlier. Some of the holes that were just totally ignored this offseason. We mentioned the first base thing. Um, yes. But I'd like to revisit the, the fact that we still don't have a locked-in closer, and we haven't since 2018. You look at the blown saves thing. That is a glaring stat that says, yo, Haim, you need a closer. And he's just like, nah, we're good. Like, this has been a problem for years, and he just ignores it. How many times you gonna just? How many times do you need to get hurt by this until you fix it? How many times? You like, have a closer. You know the you definition of insanity: Whitlock. doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. That's what's happening right now. It's insanity. All right, I'm gonna be real with you guys for a real second. There is absolutely no way that that's remotely close to the definition of that word. Bro, what? Look it up, dude. That's Look I don't know. Yeah. To insanity. be fair. To- to be different mentally from the standard societal accepted. No, it's not to well, repeat. That's what like Albert Einstein said or something. My seventh grade teacher told me that, Garrett. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter. Why the would he say it's the definition of insanity fits the Red Sox too, so it doesn't matter. What? Dude, just said, whatever. Guys, guys, I described it. Whatever, dude. <laughs> I, I got a I got a stat. Um so not only are the Red Sox second to last in the league in walks. Can you guess how many walks per game we average? Uh, 0. 0.3. 0. 0.7. 2.2. That's higher than what I thought. That's higher than I thought. That seems like a lot. <laughs> That's not they, a lot. They don't walk. Like, yeah, they don't. Everyone is saying the loss of Kyle Schwarber is a big reason as to why, and I totally agree, because he was someone who always put together a very professional at-bat, and hitting is contagious. 
Yeah. So like if, if a guy is going up there and he's calm in the box, he's taking it, he's <clears> taking his pitches and he's only swinging at strikes, that tends to move down the line. And we saw that when Schwarber started playing because when when we had first traded for him and he was injured, we were terrible. But then once he got in, people like Bobby started to play better. Yeah. The whole lineup really started to hit, and that carried over into the playoffs. Everyone was just mashing because they were they were taking their time, being patient, and only swinging at good pitches. I don't know. I, I don't look at I don't look at a loss of a guy like Schwarber. I don't look at any of these things that are excuses or that are situational. I look at this roster, and I am still confused why no one can hit the damn ball. I'm still very confused why it's so. We hard. have good players. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Like, if you look at these players, you're you're thinking like, why aren't we hitting? Like, this should be a good like, team. Dude, Xander Bogart said that the other day. Is like, when you look at this roster, we don't know why we're not hitting. Like, you have a lot of good players, um, but I, I mean, I do think like I was talking about earlier that there are still gaps that I think are a big part of this. Like the first base cap. Why is Jackie Bradley Jr. here again? Like, he's actually been one of our better hitters, ironically. Every once in a while, it it comes and goes with him. Um, but like they, there's just these holes that they just blatantly ignored. Another one, too, is in the rotation is you know that Chris Sale has injury problems. You know James Paxton's out. Chris Sale's out for longer now because of some non-medical thing. I don't know what that was. Yeah, don't but, roll back the tape. We know. Yes, and exactly. It's not going to be like he's going to just automatically come back when he says. We know it's just going to be another little bit more time. We know. We've known before. We knew last year. We, we knew now. I think I sat here and I said this exact same thing. You did. We know Chris Sale won't be around. Why are we pretending he will? We know. We <laughs> Exactly. Now, it's a now, fact at this point. And you Rich, did nothing. You did nothing to adjust for it. And now Rich Hill's hurt. Waka's hurt. Yeah. And now what are we looking at? Who's going to be in a rotation? Like they it's, forced it's Whitlock into it. Evolved Tanner Houck, they said, was going to be in the bullpen. And or they said he was going to be in the rotation. Now he's in the bullpen. Now he's back in the rotation. Like they just didn't address that depth either. They signed a 40-year-old. Great. They signed Michael Waka. That was a good move. We recognize that now. But who else do Rich we Hill's have? Rich Hill's been good. No, he has been good, but I'm saying, yeah. like, in terms of depth, like, he's a 40-year-old. You need some younger guys that can potentially bring something to the table. Like, Rich Hill, you know what you're going to get. You need some guys that have a little oh. bit more potential, a little more breakout potential. We have guys like Tyler Danish, John Scribbles. Like, those guys <laughs> are not good. John Scribbles. Um, it's, the yeah. same, it's the same triple – it's like the same triple-A bums that are just going up and down the whole time. Like we said and before – they just this keep going Garrett back to the Whitlock same thing, players. Yeah, let's talk this about the Garrett, Garrett Whitlock thing. thing. Is completely mismanaged. It's entirely backwards. Every like, obviously, he's going to be a starter for you down the road. I said it on the last po- yeah. pod. He's going to be your ace next year. He will be. But given the situation and given your roster complexion, it is far more valuable to have him in the bullpen because you have not won a single game that Garrett Whitlock has started. And is that his fault? Absolutely not, because he can only go four or five innings. But as we said last pod, it's better to have him pitch the final three to four innings of a ball game than pitch the first four innings of the ball game. Because with our saves thing, if he's in the bullpen, we're probably around that 69% save conversion rate. And just like that, even though the offense stinks, we're, we'd be over 500. That game I went to where we lost 10 to 5, Garrett Whitlock started that game. He struck out nine he was dudes. Nasty. He was electric. But then we still lost that game by a ton. So what is that value for us? Now, if he was in the back half of that game, somewhere towards the end, we probably would have won that game. We win that game easy. Yeah. So the, I, I get that they want Garrett Willock to be a starter, and I get they want him to get innings as a starter, but why is now the time to do that when you need him in the bullpen? 
Like, you desperately need him. You can use him in the rotation when your roster allows for that. When you have strength in the bullpen, people to fill those roles, then you can put him in the rotation. But what they're doing right now is they literally just flip-flopped Hauk and Whitlock for no reason. They're like, we want Hauk to be a Whitlock-type guy in the bullpen. Why not have Whitlock be the Whitlock-type guy in the bullpen? And have Hauk in the rotation. Hauk's been fine in the rotation. There's no reason to take that away from him. I don't get what their plan is here. And it makes me question, like, are they even trying to win this year? Are they just trying to play towards some future plan? Is this year yeah, already man, written I, off? I have been uh-huh. questioning that exact thing. Like, we, we talked about this last year, and we talked about this at the deadline, and we talked about this, like, what is just the vision of the team? And it's a little strange because you think we're somewhere. We're like, oh, we're going to be a competitive bridge. And then they have, like, this, that year last year where they kind of half-assed the, the trade deadline and they kind of they put it around – like, oh, we're going to be good, but we still want to stay good. And I, I just don't know if I can really be all that excited for this team when I don't know what their philosophy is going forward, especially at the point now when you stink so bad. You look at these players and you're like, oh, they should be able to turn around. I should be able to watch entertaining baseball games. The fact of the matter is that watching entertaining baseball games now when you stink and the organization decided that they want to stink doesn't matter because, it, like, who cares? If they decide they're going to lose, they're going to make it all the way to tomorrow or the next year. And now you bring I, into the question, too, like Xander Bogarts. What's the deal with his future with the team? Uh, can, we, can, we a, can we talk about that, that yeah. report about Xander Bogart? Okay. What was that about? So, and well, why first is of all, the strangest thing ever. Anything I, coming from John Heyman's a little questionable. Yeah. But he tweeted also, out the other day, a friend of Red Sox star says he's going to leave in free agency. So why are we quoting friends now as reliable sources? And why is this friend saying, like, who is this dude? That, that's complete. That's complete fabrication. That's yeah. some, that's an agent tactic to get money. It is Why? a bore ass no, tactic. That's, that's that's literally exactly. Just to try it absolutely and cause is. drama. Yeah, but Why? to be that's fair though, I don't think that's a unrealistic thing that Bogarts might want to leave after this year. Exactly. The Red Sox well, gave him some ridiculous offer that was way too low. We haven't really tried hard to keep them, and this team where it is right now isn't looking like it's gonna be competitive this season yeah. or well, even the thing with, they signed his replacement already trevor story the thing with bogarts is he wants to play with devers yes. and there was the story was last year that um, bogarts is going to stay as long as devers is around and what did the Sox do they be their boneheads and they lowballed both of them they insulted both of them like well okay they, and like here's the other thing is like where did the we used to spend like crazy like I mean, I know. go back like three or four years, we were dropping... We just paid Trevor Story. Like, Yeah, I don't understand what this Red Sox vision is, what their philosophy is. Like, what is going on here? How do you... What's the point like, of the Trevor Story trade if you're not trying to win now? Exactly. Like, why? Why do you go out and give Trevor Story, what, 140, 160 million, and then sign just no one else? Like, what are you doing here? Why do you give him so much, but then no one... Like, if you're going to spend... If you're going to go over the luxury tax and get multiple guys and make your team better to win now. Like, it seems like the Trevor Story deal was not even for this year. It feels like it was for years to come because they're going to let Bogarts go. Because they can't retain their own players. You saw Mookie Betts leave because they couldn't retain him. They're going to do the same thing with Xander Bogarts at this rate. They're going to lose Raphael Devers, too. It's because they're not trying to retain them. They want to be here. They've said they want to be here. Why don't you sign them? What is your vision? What are you trying to do, John Henry, Sam Kennedy, Heim Bloom? What are we doing? What is the vision? I don't get it. Here's what I'm thinking. They insulted Devers so badly. But let's say that they were able to get a deal done this past offseason. There's a chance that Bogarts takes that extension offer that they offered him because he wants to play with his buddy. And he wants to be in Boston. Maybe he takes the hometown discount again because you're providing him extra years of security. 
but he'll only do that if you give the rest of the money to his best friend on the same side of the infield as him. Like, this is this is like a complete bogus take. Like, this is way out there. But in the back of my mind, I wouldn't be incredibly shocked if Bogart's endeavors played together on a different team. I can see it. That's I what they want to do. Well, mm-hmm, that's what they want to do. I mean, we talked about like the Trevor Story signing and how it was like a bad look because like it's like <clears throat> kind of sending a subliminal message to Bogart. You know, obviously he says and he comes out to the media and says it's fine, but like realistically, is that really how he feels? Well, it's fine if they're trying to win this year. Like it's fine if like okay, we got a competitive team, let's get a really good uh, shortstop and put him at second base so we can win this year. But, but also, we're not. We're not. We did no other moves around him to make it seem like we want to win this year. He's the captain of the team. He has to be. Bogarts is one of the most respected players in baseball. He's very yeah. respectful. He talks to the media after every game, which is like he's a leader. Which is very he yeah, honestly a, like. He, I think it's fair to say he's, he's the face he's of this team. He's the face of the he's team. A captain. Yeah. He handles himself with nothing but dignity and class in a tough market like Boston. So, and, and he said last year that he would be open to moving positions down the road. So maybe there's a day that Bogart, if you are able to keep Bogart's endeavors. There could be a day where Bogart's endeavors or Bogart's and Story switch positions, but that's obviously not right now because Bogart's is trying to get his value up because he wants money that he and he deserves it deserves. Uh huh. Yeah, he took I, a hometown discount for you in the prime of his career, right after the World Series. He took a hometown discount to stay here because he wanted to win. Well, and like, I don't understand. Like, there were so many guys out in in the free agency market this year. Why are you going after someone in the infield when our infield has, was our best? Oh, I disagree with you there. We needed a second baseman. I mean, we needed a second baseman, but did it have to be someone as expensive as Story? Yeah. No, I think it did. I think the second base had been such a huge hole for us since Pajore left. We needed to go get a guy who could be there every day. I, whether it was Trevor Story or a different guy there, we needed a high-caliber player okay, there. Okay, but then but why, I think my problem, why again, neglect every other position on the exactly, team? Exactly. That's why? the problem I have. It's okay to get a shortstop and put him at second base if you're trying to win this year. It's not okay if you're doing that just to hold him for a year while Xander Bogarts leaves and you can put him at shortstop next year. Because that's what it seems After like everything right now. Bogarts has done for you, that is He's won two complete and utter. It is disrespectful. You are spitting in his face. It's a me. horrible look for this Red Sox team who couldn't keep Mookie Betts. They made like I don't they made Jackie Bradley like Jr. This. feel awful before he left. Like they just totally disregarded him. The way that they treated Mookie, Jackie both of them on their way out and the way that they're treating Devers and Bogarts right now, why would a free agent want to come here? Exactly. When did we, like, like, this is Boston, right? Like, we were supposed to be this team that has money. We're supposed to, like, have the philosophy of we grow our homegrown players and then keep them for years. And then it all kind of went downhill for some reason after we won the World Series. And it, it seems like Haim has had a total mindset change. I like, Yeah. I, I don't mean, really know what's gone going on over there. And it's like you guys, we've been talking about it this whole episode is the philosophy behind this team. And it's just, it's completely gone off the rails. And I don't, I like, what What can we do to fix it? Like, this was the biggest question when Bloom was hired is how is he going to do in a big market? Like, he's a small market guy who gets cheap deals and stuff like that with Tampa. How is he going to do in Boston? And so far, the answer seems to be he's just going to do what he does in Tampa, but with Boston instead and make us a small market team. Like, yeah, you get the Trevor Story deal. That was his biggest signing, like, with the Red Sox by, like, $130 million. Like, it was something crazy. Like, it blew us out of the water. And so that's why that kind of is a little fishy to me. Like, why is he making such a big deal like that if he's not going to do anything else? 
And it just signals me back to he's Xander Bogart's replacement, and that's what they're trying to do, which is a stupid idea, and I don't know why they're doing because, that. Because, I'm sorry, but Story's Stor- a great player, but he is not in the same league as Xander Bogart. Right. Like, he might be slightly better defensively. He might be a little bit faster, but, like, I mean, Bogart's is one of the top hitters in baseball. He can hit for contact. He can hit for power. He can hit it all over the field. And he's a leader, too. He is. is And that's something that, you know, with who's going to lead on this team if we don't have Bogart's? Who's the leader? Because I don't know. There isn't one. There literally isn't one. (laughs) What really baffles me is look what Tampa did. They got Wander Franco, right? And what did they do after seeing him for two thirds of a season? They gave him a bag. They gave him his money. The and Braves signed Matt Olson before it. he even played a game for them. Yeah. I don't understand. Dodgers, Dodgers did too with Mookie. Mookie yeah. Yeah. Like, the trend is you got a lot. The Braves did it with Acuna a few years ago, and they got him for a steal. I was saying this. I've been saying this for a while now. You just avoid arbitration with Devers and give him as much money as you want because at the end of the day, it will save you money. Um, we would lose arbitration with him. Yeah. Well, here's the th- another thing is with Heim Bloom is, you know, I still trust him. I still believe in him. But if he lets Bogarts or Devers go, one of them, I'm completely out on him because sure. I think and it, there's it, no it might excuse. not be his fault. There's no it might excuse. not be his fault. I will I will put that out there. I, I'm not a John Henry guy. I hate John Henry. I really think because he is not an owner. He's never shown it. He's never cared about the fans. He's always cared about the bottom line. So – you know, Heimblum, if something happens, Heimblum is going to be scapegoated because he was scapegoated for Mookie, too. It wasn't his choice to trade him. It was John Henry. And if John Henry is going to keep this going and he's going to let Xander Bogarts and Raphael Devers walk out the door, I know he's not going to do it, but sell the damn team. Because yeah, seriously. You need, you need an owner like, like Steve Cohen. He's a Mets fan. And what has he done for the Mets? He spent all of his money. He, he, he's setting records every single day for money spent in Major League history. Like, that's that's a guy I want as my owner. I want someone who cares about the fans and wants to give them the product on the field. So I agree, but I also don't think it's totally about the money because the Red Sox are over the luxury tax right now. But, like, what is that doing for us? Like, they're just not... I don't think they're spending their money in the right ways. Like, well, they're still paying David Price. This is the last year of the David Price deal. So yeah. we'll see what happens this offseason. Maybe they're waiting for some money to clear the books before... And I mean, we got Before the, the crew sale money deal still on Bogart's. us too. But none of that should matter. No, like it, it should be a priority. No, it shouldn't matter. Raphael Devers and Xander Bogart should be the priority. I don't care if every single person on the team leaves around them. Those two are our core. They're the faces of our franchise. Like I'd like to put Alex Verdugo in that group too. But like those should be the last guys that you consider letting go. And it, again, it just goes back to the Mookie Betts deal. Like. I, I still think that that deal probably worked out well for us because Alex Verdugo's good and, and the prospects that we got in that are looking decent. But why was he even like, okay, back up. So that was different because he was going to free agency no matter what. He didn't really want to stay. He wanted to test the free market. He didn't want to be here. He said he didn't want to yeah, be here. Bogart's endeavors are not like that. Devers says he wants to be a Red Sox for life. Bogart said he wants to stay. So it's a different scenario. Like, you were kind of forced into the Mookie trade because you had no other choice. Well, You're was- not forced into this. There's no reason to not keep Bogart's endeavors. There's no reason not to give them money and give them at least some kind of respectable offer. And that trade was also to, like, free up to get under the luxury tax for the first time in how long? Like- yeah, at the time we needed to do that because of the penalties and because it had been so long. And, and so, like- because, of 20, because 2019, also, we weren't good. We were in third place. What did we do last season? For those who forget, we're two games away from the World Series. What do like? 
Why is that signaling to you? Oh, oh no, we got to rebuild. Like our farm system is really good right now. Our team is relatively young, kind of. At least, like, we have some good prospects coming up. Our star players up. are young. Our star players are young. There you go. So why are we suddenly back to, like, oh, I don't know. And like, why are we putting all this pressure and all this faith on people who are old and, like, yeah. not going to develop and improve, like, way past their primes? Like, JBJ. JBJ, Travis Matt Shaw, Matt Barnes. Yeah, you're, you're trying to... It's just nothing you know, they're doing makes sense to me. It's all so inconsistent. Yeah, you're trying to pull a rabbit out of a hat with with using these guys that you that have been in the big leagues for ten years and yeah. you know what you're gonna get out of them. You're not gonna get anything. And you're new. just hoping they're you're hoping that you know, they drink some of Michael's secret stuff before <laughs> the game and ball out. Like that's not gonna There's happen. no reason to do that. We don't need to do that. Why are we doing that? Garrett, what do you got? Sorry, I just want to say I love your passions. I'm just upset with them. Joseph's <laughs> as upset as you guys, but I, I got to bounce out. I got something I got to do. Yeah, all right. Um, He's He's see ya. It's so frustrating to be a Red Sox fan right now because you don't know what they're even it's trying so to do. It's so confusing. Like, are we trying to win this year? Are we trying to rebuild? Like, what are we doing? Like, I know last year they didn't intend to compete as well as they did, but... And they and like Heimblum's big on not overreacting to things, so he doesn't want that to throw them off their course. But we still have a good team. Like we have some really, really good players on our team and, and coming into the season people thought we were gonna be legit. I just don't know where this team is going and it's it's tough to watch. Like It would be nice to know. The big thing was what right before the season started, that news about Xander getting low balled came out and the news about Devers getting low balled came out as well. And I think that just completely completely demoralized the entire team because when your captain gets disrespected by yeah. by the owners of your team when that you're... goes around that goes around the whole team there's no one on that team that that didn't think at that moment this is the last year of bogey and we just replaced him with Trevor story like yeah well like it's, so it's your leader in Xander Bogarts it's and it's stupid. your best player in Rafael Devers so when your your administration your leader like the higher up people in your organization at the top are disrespecting the leader and the best player on your team, both of them, then how are you supposed to rally behind them like as an organization? How are you supposed to be happy to put on the Red Sox uniform? And how are you supposed to be energized? Like, yeah, our ownership is all in on us this year. They have faith in us. They like what we got. Let's go out there and win some games and make the playoffs. Because right now, I don't feel like that's the energy right now. I feel like Absolutely they're all not. just kind of... They're not united. They're all just kind of like, what's what's happening? They're all confused. They're like, is Xander Bogarts going to leave? Is Raphael Devers going to leave? Like, am I going to get traded? What's going to happen? Like, if you're yeah. sitting there as, like, J.D. Martinez, you're thinking, am I going to get traded? Bogarts is probably thinking the same thing. Nathan Avaldi's probably thinking that. He's been pitching well, but still. Like, every single player on this team has no idea what this team's identity is, what direction this team is going. And I don't think Cora does either. I mean, I don't think he does. No, because it shows in the way he manipulates the bullpen and calls in for pinch hitters and stuff. Like, I will say the other day when Cora got ejected, um, that was definitely as we've been saying this. We needed someone to do that and fire up the team. And we and he tried it horribly. And it work. No. What that shows me is that these guys really, their mind isn't on winning games right now. And it might not be their fault. Like, Trevor Story, this always happens with guys in their first year in Boston. He went from Colorado to Boston. That's going to be a hard change, especially with the media. They already tried going after him the other day. And, like, he got booed the other day. I think it was fair, but I think he I was there. still gets to him. I was there. I w when 
when he got when he completed the golden sombrero, I was like, this guy's getting booed. Four Ks. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of people are really tough on Trevor's story. I'm not fully there yet. I mean, that transition, it's the first year of a six-year deal, the first month of that deal. The whole entire team is playing bad. You can't put it on him at all. Like, I think, yeah, he needs to pick it up, and he should be doing better. But the transition from Colorado to Boston is tough, especially when you've only played in Colorado your whole entire life. It's a very tough transition, and the whole team, the energy is so awful. I don't really expect him to be doing that well. But, yeah, I mean, he's got to pick it up soon. Everyone's going to pick it up soon. Like, the players individually do have to take it upon themselves a little bit. But at the same time, like, only so much is in their control when you're making bad decisions and some of the talent around you isn't that good. One thing that I'd like to kind of talk about is the Jaron Duran thing. He gets called up. Dude hits a triple sent down the next day. That could have been inside the park or two with his speed. Yeah, he was leaning off in that game. So I don't understand that. Like... He brings such a unique energy to this team that we really need. He's been batting 400 in AAA. The dude comes up, first game, hits a triple. Like It's not even like he went 0 for 4 with 4Ks or something like that. He was good, speedy guy, and he gets sent down the next day. It just shows how kind of blind and incompetent the Red Sox are right now. I get he was just there while Kike was on the COVID list or whatever, but find another guy to send down. There are like other guys on this him. roster that you could send down. Yeah, and I think I, I think Bobby needs at least two weeks down there, look, and I know I know that's hard to do. It shouldn't be. Bobby needs. Bobby should not be on a major league team right now. He he really shouldn't because this is not a slow start this, to the season. This goes back to last year. I know he. I what I what I believe is he is completely in his head, and the whole emphasis this past spring training was. Uh, Bobby wanted to improve with two strikes. He tried this new two strike approach and he's completely strayed from it because um, because of such the terrible start to the season. I think if you gave him a week or two down in triple A where he can really just relax and play where what he wants play a game where he can succeed just play because he will succeed. Yeah. yeah, he will succeed in triple A. Everyone knows that because he is a really good player. But uh, we saw it last year, like when things go bad for him, they, they spiral out of control. And when he's bad, he's really bad. Yeah, he, and he is really bad right now. That's what we're seeing out there. Like, there is, again, like Christian Vasquez we talked about before, there's just no part of his game that is competitive right now. There's nothing he's bringing to the table for the Red Sox. There's no reason why he's here. He's not like even you, a productive out. Like he's Yeah, he's it, not. And, like, I mean, at the bare minimum, that's all you can ask of a, of a player. I feel bad for him, like, because... He's being put in tough situations, and he's, you know, he's the guy at the bottom of the, of the lineup that has had per, past success, and everyone's kind of relying on him to get the job done. And you know, he, at this point, he's not going to get it done. The Red Sox have to have the awareness to know when to kind of throw in the towel on a guy. Uh, this, I mean, goes back with the whole theme of the episode where they just keep going to the same guys, like. Why is Matt Barnes still pitching? Why is Bobby Dalbeck still here? You don't need to release them all. You don't need to DFA them all. Send Bobby down to AAA for a little needs, bit. Bobby needs a vacation. Yeah, that's it's, what he needs. He it's needs not a like his career is over. He just needs a little bit of time to figure his stuff out, get his head clear. Because you can see it. Like you said, Joey, he is just not kind of with it right now. He's in his head, and you can tell on the field. You can see it in his face, in his at-bats, the way that he carries himself out in the field. Dude needs a break. He's getting really frustrated out there. And 
Give him a break. You know, <laughs> yeah, it, it, you're you're honestly doing him a favor. It's the same thing every night. It is the same. You're shut out for the game. Yeah, you're shut out for the game. You score one run, best. And like, and, and not, even the games we've scored the five games runs. where they do score runs. When they score five runs, they are one and four, and you lost not, four of them. It's not an overreaction to bring some different guys up from AAA. Like Hein Bloom's big on not overreacting to things, but that's not an overreaction. That's just a smart baseball move. It's called doing your due diligence. Yeah, seriously. Like changing up some of the guys in the clubhouse, some of the guys out there on the field is a great move at any level of baseball. And it's not like we have nobody in AAA who's doing that's well. That's why you have a farm system. That's why the minor leagues exist, dude. Like, come on, Heim. It's so frustrating because everyone seems to see it except them. The reporters mm-hmm. see it, the fans see it, and it's just somehow just not crossing the mind of Heim Bloom Maz or the Red Sox. See, Maz sees it for sure. I mean, there, I don't, I haven't met anyone who's like, yeah, this team is good how it is. We don't need to call up anyone. Like everyone in my DMs and my comments is like, call up this guy, call up this guy, do something, do something, please. It's really not that hard. No, and I mean that like, should be the episode title. Do, do something, something, please. Dot dot dot. Please, all caps. Yeah, it's unreal. It's just unreal how ignorant this this whole entire Red Sox organization, the administration is right and it's, now. It's just the disappointing. The, it's so disappointing. At the end of the day, I just want to watch a game where we have a chance of winning. I just want to look competitive out there. Exactly. Look like we're having fun. Play with energy. <clears throat> I don't. I don't want watching Sox games to be self harm. It's not. That's exactly fun. what they are. It's not fun when you get into the extra innings and you're like, yeah, I know we're losing this game. Extra innings are supposed to be fun. You're like, we could win this or we could lose this at any point, but it's like, no, we're just gonna lose this, and that's how it gets towards the end of the game. Like, I have not enjoyed watching a Red Sox game in a very long time. I just want to enjoy it. I just want to enjoy it because at the end of the day, we're baseball fans. But it really, like, these guys make it hard. They, they really, really do. do. They really do. Like, like I'm watching um, MLB Network and looking at highlights of other teams, and they're having fun out there. And they have some exciting players doing exciting stuff, young guys coming up. And, and we, we just have don't have that guys. right now. We have the, we have the guys. We players, just don't have them up. <laughs> I know. I just don't get how they overreacted so much to winning the World Series. Like, that's supposed to be what you want. And then after the World Series, just everything fell apart. And they just blew everything up. And they overreacted in terms of, like, they got Heim Bloom, who is the opposite of Dave Dombrowski. It's like they're trying to, like, Which wasn't even themselves. a bad move, I know. I think it was a good move at the time. Like, I think that Heim Bloom was exactly who you needed to bring back some prospects. He made some great deals. He got some great guys like Garrett Whitlock. He made some great moves. But at what point is his fit with the Red Sox going to kind of fade away and wear out? He's the guy who brings in guys on cheap deals who can overperform. Guys who you may not have heard of before who, again, are cheap. But is that really going to help us at this point? Like, when was the last time that Tampa Bay won a World Series? When has Oakland, the Athletics, done anything? Like, these teams who are small market and big on analytics, yeah, they can win the division. Yeah, they can have a great season. But they never make it anywhere in the playoffs. Look at the last teams to win the World Series. Dodgers, Astros, Red Sox, Braves. Like these are big market teams. You can you can be like financially like you can try and play the money ball game. It don't but work. We, but, but we have the be- <laughs> the added benefit of like I'm fine with signing guys who are who will get on base and get hits for cheap. Like that's fine. Yeah. But we have the added benefit of being a big market team and being able to add to that by adding star players yeah. who can contribute in more ways than just that. Because that's what those teams lack. They lack that superstar or that 
that extra element that really pushes those guys that extra mile. And like to be fair, we didn't even do the first part of what you said though. We didn't get cheap guys who get on base. No, we didn't because <laughs> Heim doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. I feel like we can kind of like talk ourselves in circles around this and talk about it forever. So I kind of want to wrap it up a little bit, but I want to summarize kind of what we envision uh, a little bit of a solution is to kind of turn this around. I mean, obviously there's a lot of problems, but kind of a recap of some of the things that I think are best. Like I, I really think that we can go out and get a closer and that obviously be ideal. But for now, just naming someone as the set closer would do wonders for us. And I think that that needs to be done like tomorrow, like be like, Hansel Robles is our closer. Matt Strom is our closer. Just name someone. I vote Matt Strom, by the way. His stats are amazing. Um, I like his energy, too. He has closer energy. So that's my vote. But whoever it is, just name someone who's not Matt Barnes, please. Um, that's number one. Number two, we talked about it. Send Bobby down. Give him some time. Um, and, and get some guys up here who are going to change the energy, change the vibe. That would help a lot. Um, number three... This one's kind of big, but sort out the Xander Bogarts thing. I know you're not going to sign an extension during the season. Um, that doesn't happen. But do something. Make him the, feel wanted. Whether it's a press conference or something, just do something that's like Xander Bogarts is their shortstop and we want to do everything to keep him here. Trevor Story is not his replacement. Something like that. Give the players on the team some kind of insight on what the direction is and what their team is doing. Not just the players, but Cora too. Yeah, you got to unite this team and kind of help them out with what their identity is. They need to find a new identity. That's something that they're struggling with right now. So I think those are the keys for me of what this team needs to do in the coming weeks to kind of get this back on track a little bit. Oh, and banish Matt Barnes. Send him away. Get, Send him to the moon. Eliminate him from our minds forever. Like, just make him disappear. Um, I agree with all your takes, and I just I think another big piece is get some of the young guys up here. Please. You've, you you, you, you traded you. so many guys to get prospects, and, like, I think some of them are ready. And, like, what's the harm in letting young guys get major league at bats and trying to develop in some way? The like, guys you got now aren't doing it. Exactly. And, like, why, why waste our time, like – Showing us the same old players that you know aren't going to develop or get better exactly. that we already know what we're what they're capable of. That's what like, it is—a waste of time. Our minor leagues are crushing it, though. Brian yeah. Bayo just threw a no hitter in seven innings. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So there you go. Uh, anything else we want to touch on? Go Celtics. Go Celtics. Go Celtics. Go bees. SeatGeek is the best ticket provider out there for all sports, concerts, shows, and more. They make buying tickets easy by grading every ticket price so you know you're getting the best deal. And they provide a view from your seat so you can pick the perfect seats to any event. And guess what, folks? You can get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek by using the promo code DUGOUT. Get out there. Go watch the Bruins and Celtics. Don't watch the Red Sox. Bye. Yeah. Go to a yep. concert. Go to a concert. Go to a concert, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for us here at the In the Dugout Podcast this week. We'll see you next time. <laughs>